Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that... Crap, I don't have anything to say here. <laughs> oh, shit, I had something podcast and then I lost it. Like, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. The podcast that is about to experience a new bloom. The uh, podcast that is photosynthesizing. <laughs> those all work. I'm going to make a Munchkin's floor, uh, flower shop reference. <laughs> I couldn't make it work. I think this episode will turn out just fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. Does it have to be human? <laughs> Does it have to be mine? <laughs> Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me, That's right, Mar. I'm Kendall. <laughs> you want <not> Seymour? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, no. Kendall was the one singing as Audrey too. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, I was requesting that Seymour feed me. You were Audrey, okay? I thought you were talking to Audrey too. <laughs> oh my! Anyway, this week we are reviewing season two, episode six, Home Soil. Uh, obviously, there's a theme going on in this, uh, which we will get into over the course of the. Uh, but for starters, as per usual. Do you have this day chance? Yeah, so uh, just one little thing. Um, let's see. In the L.A. Times, uh, it must have been um, the Winter Olympics must have been in 2000. Because uh, um, or the summer? No, it wouldn't have been the Summer Olympics, right? No, it would have been the Summer yeah, Olympics. it would have been the Summer. Yeah, because uh, uh, Korean, the Koreans, uh, North and South Koreans marched in as one at the Sydney Olympics uh, opening ceremony. So that was, it was like, I remember, I specifically remember that, uh, you know, that's how you can tell it was a long time ago because I was watching the Olympics. Um, yeah, I was I, watching the most recent. Yeah, yeah, but you're not. Um, but uh, I remember them, like, specifically saying, like, it was a big deal about, like, you know, the unification, the potential of unification between North and South Korea. And it's like, the idea that the fact that that was even like something that people thought was a remote possibility back then <clears throat> versus now says a lot about how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Good to try and, and remain uh, optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I went optimistic to this website. <laughs> I went to this other website, uh, but it didn't have anything from September 16th, 2000. Um, it was a, one of those this day in history kind of websites, but uh, for the day of the year, not the, so it tricked me. So uh, when mm. I say from there, uh, let's see if there was any, let's see if there was any, uh, trivia on IMDb. Cause I didn't check that yet. <laughs> um, I'm almost um, there. 
So, if Optimus was a plant-based Transformer, would he call Optimus Vine? Uh, I'm just wondering. Yep. Yep. Done. How long have you been sitting on that? Mm, just, I mean, oh, since Kendall been... started talking about, uh, I don't know, halfway through what Kendall was saying. I'm sure it's just been, <laughs> sure it's just there's been like dangling of, down. There's a bunch of trivia here. Let's oh. see if any of them are any good. <laughs> uh, Botanica is the only plant-based Transformer ever to have existed. Besides that, she's the only Transformer to have two differently colored eyes. That can't be true because she had her crew. We never learned what happened to her crew. Uh, well, no- I mean, I mean, scene, like scene yeah. on screen. Does existed. Uh, no toy of Botanica was ever produced. Even what? That's a major character in the series. I mean, it would have been a bad toy because of Beast Machines toys. I'm sure but- that there was. Look, I got this off of the IMDb trivia section. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's got to be 100 percent correct. Oh yeah, of course. Because I know. don't I don't think it was made. If there was one made, it wasn't done during the original run of the Beats Machine toy line. And I'm not seeing anything on like the TF Wiki doesn't have any thing under her character for um uh for toys. So yeah, hey, I don't think this is relevant. You remember like a few weeks ago when I was trying to figure out what the other episode where a transformer flips someone off is? Yeah. Apparently it's this episode. <laughs> ah. Uh, Thrust clearly, albeit quickly, flips off Optimus Primal with his middle finger, to which he responds with an annoyed and displeased face. I would have, I, I, I kind of noticed that he did something with his hands. I'm like, that doesn't really look like a finger, though. And yeah. then, I guess it was supposed to be, though. Mm-hmm. It was something, because he did something that Optimus, yeah. it just didn't yeah, yeah. like he was uh, giving the finger as much as he did last time he did it. Yeah, yeah, makes makes sense. <laughs> so they were into, they were into flipping, flipping people off in this series. They were like, oh, cool, we got that past standards and practices once you know maybe we can do it again uh, uh the end of this episode is the only time megatron's big floating head transforms oh really that was yeah. so cool and it's just a one-time yeah. thing fuck off there's such gravitas to it too it's like look at this cool thing happening it's never gonna fucking happen again apparently though that's so dumb it's very beast machines though yeah uh, the uh, it, strangely, it seems to be a bear, a resemblance to Megatron's earlier Predacon strip, the Dark Side. Yes. So the Dark Side is always spelled D A R K S Y D E. Yep. And yep. we established earlier that the only reason they call it the Dark Side is that fans started calling it that when Pterosaur said, "Hey, welcome to the Dark Side." <laughs> yeah. That's Why true. did they think that Pterosaur spelled it wrong? I'm. They're well, thinking that wrong. it's like the name of the shit is spelled like that. Yeah, they, aside they, from they, apocalypse, spell it wrong. <laughs> I, th- I think they were, the idea was that if they were going to objectively call the ship Dark Side, that they would have to do some uh, '90s extreme way of spelling it or something. <laughs> well, then to avoid any, it. yeah, then probably to avoid any potential infringement with yeah. the Dark Side from Star. I, yeah, I guess. I still, I think that's silly. Just because of the origin of that term, I think that's, that's silly. Uh, Silverbolt's Night Scream make reference to the popular board game Monopoly. As they say, rather randomly, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Yeah, why do they say that? Yeah, it did seem they're a little odd. Because I guess, I guess they're being stopped from passing 
so they say it, but it's yeah. stupid, and it implies that Transformers just play Monopoly on their own, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if Transformers face the same problems as what you playing Monopoly. In before, it made more sense than the original Cybertronian. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 50% of uh, all laser burns are, are are Monopoly game related. Someone leave something? Oh no, that was my rabbit room. Someone left my rabbit room. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a joke. Can oh, I steal it? Sorry. Oh, 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 just, you know, just remember that Shakespeare is always, you haven't really heard of Shakespeare until you've heard it in its original Cybertronian. Okay. That was, I, okay. it didn't work. I, I thought time. I, mean, I, I, I cut you off too, because I kind of yeah, said no, it before. No, it's not, it, trust me, that's not why. I, I would <laughs> You would have been fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Like, Fuck it, I'm doing this joke anyways. <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's just important to like let people know that like this is a joke. Um and uh and then and then I'd be like, you know, if I had said imagine if I had said the joke with good timing, you would have thought it was funny. And sometimes they do think it was funny. Mm. <laughs> okay. I actually literally got a text message from my wife after I explained a joke to her the other day. Or explain the context. I sent her an out of context, uh, inside joke. And then I, she was questioning me and then I sent her some more, some more context. And then she, she replied back. She said, now that you explained that to me, that earlier joke is very funny. <laughs> nice. So, you know, I was successful. Guys. There you go. Uh, so we have, uh, Kendall, I'm assuming there's no more trivia. That's all I got. Uh, Jordan, what do we have on the week? Uh, so we got a bit, including, including some of the ones that uh, Kendall mentioned. But um, I also f- picked up some stuff from Botanica when I was looking at her character page that I w- will want to point out. But um, under continuity years, we've got Primal doesn't suffer any weaknesses post-reformatting as he did with Nightscream and Forbidden Fruit. Then again, Cheetor mentioned that Optimus wasn't strong enough when he tried to reformat Nightscream. So maybe he's improved? Well, he was kind of, like, weakened from the fruit, too, at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, like, he wasn't in top condition at the time when he reformatted Night Scream. He's been working yeah. on his cardio a lot. <laughs> uh, it's Botonic- easier to reformat uh, plant-based things because of, like, uh, it's more efficient energy. Uh, like Night Scream, Botonica is able to transform to robot mil- mode immediately after being reformatted. Then again, like Nice Scream, she was reformed by Optimus Primal directly instead of the Oracle, which might be a deciding factor in the new transformation process. Although that still doesn't explain it with Silverbolt. So you've already talked about her a bit, like, and Monomic keeping it a secret that this character's appearing. Yeah. I, I would I, like I, to say that, like, she has two robot modes. That is not a plant mode. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's, 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 uh, okay. It's plantish. Mm. Uh,. Uh, I mean, they're both uh, plant-ish. I couldn't tell. Like, did she just turn into her beast mode or her robot mode when she turned? Okay, I like, that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what? Which one is it? But like, Look, yeah, just, just go with uh, a plant monster. Okay. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. What what I meant by that? Um. So let's see. Uh, Rat Trap usually transforms into robot mode in order to interface with computers. In this episode, he transforms out of robot mode to do it. Yeah, I noticed too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this is a point they brought up once before. I think we've we've talked about. Um, 
apparently doesn't occur to Optimus to use his jet boosters to reach the down spacecraft first. Plus, even yeah. if they had... <laughs> if they, and I was so they, annoyed. I'm like, just run past them. Like, you don't have to fight them. Like, Cheetor's... <laughs> Cheetor is faster than the rotor bikes. We saw last episode that he like overtook them. That's the like, next part of it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> like it literally says, even Cheetor in her in his peace folk could have. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I for like... once agree with the nitpicks of of, of fucking Transformer Wiki because I was mad the whole time. Like just just like a, just run past them. You don't have to fight them. <laughs> Didn't they yeah, pop there's... in front of them though? Yeah, but like Cheetor could get around them. I, there's like. 600 of them. Optimus can obviously get around because he's a flyer. <laughs> I mean, with the flyers didn't end up getting around him. Either. I mean, the well, flyers they did, but they, they got chopped by other flyers. Stuff, yeah. So maybe I don't he, know. They, he was realized that now that there's only one Viacon, all three kinds of drones are probably going to attack at the same time. Nah, Strategy. Cheetor can get around them. He can do like running back shit, like from Ishel Twenty One, where he like, spins around them or something. It'd be fucking cool if he did that too. <laughs> Shall I go on? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you with my bullshit. No, that's that's no. fine. Because like I said, I think we've had this discussion too. Because it, it again, the 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 TF Wiki mention reminds us back in uh, Fallen Comrades and Code of Hero, like why it took. You know why they couldn't send some of the faster people ahead of time, or they had to go as a group or something like that. Mm. Um, let's see. None of the Maximals apparently notice thrust as they race through the tunnels, even though his engine is audibly roaring and he's approximately ten feet behind them. <laughs> yeah, he's on he's on stealth mode. He said stealth mode before he did it, like Tigertron. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> uh, uh, why does the Maximal shuttle look exactly like a four million year old Autobot shuttle? Instead of, yes. say, the Axlon, one of its contemporaries. It also has a very inconsistent size. Tonica fills the exit door when she leaves the ship in the flashback, whereas Thrust and the Maxwells were all tiny against it when trying to break in. There's two doors. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was more than one door. Yeah. Um, let's see. Batonica was apparently experiencing symptoms of Megatron's virus, at least according to Optimus. Uh, the Maximals in the front were visibly sparking and alluded to severe internal damage, whereas Botanica appears physically unscathed. Oh, another thing that it could have been, too, is that maybe, like, the one that we saw in the flashback was, like, the full ship and the one in this is a shuttle. Or the yeah. other way around. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I thought I saw at one point Botanica sparking before reformatting, but I wasn't sure. She was. Yeah, okay. I saw her smirking. That's what that's like. I, I figured out she was a transformer like way before that, and not just because like Botanica I knew of the character because like Cassie was like, is she a transformer? I mean, I'm like, maybe she isn't, but I'm like, she's def. I'm pretty sure she is. And then she was like sparking, and I'm like, she's definitely a robot. <laughs> uh, the by this point in the series, Maxwells are based in the Oracle's chamber. In this episode, Thrust follows Maxwells into the chamber and even attacks them in there with tank drones. Yet later episodes will raise the notion of the Viacons discovering the Maxwell base as a point of concern for them, despite Thrust having already found it in the episode and a few cycle drums having already found it all the way back in the first episode. Yeah. Thrust forgot. <laughs> Thrust is like Ryoga and his very bad like perception of like direction, <laughs> despite being a robot. <laughs> he gets lost easy. Very easily. <laughs> Turned mm-hmm. around. That's uh, why he liked having friends. <laughs> Yep. 
Uh, how does Botanica know who Megatron is? Depending on when she left Cybertron, Megatron was either a petty crook or presumed dead. Well, well, she was the leader she, of she, a she, faction she, of a terrorist group. Yeah. yeah. Is he a, was he a petty crook? I, mean, like, I thought he was like pretty good. Until he, I, I believe until he stole the, the golden disc, the, this Megatron really was just a petty crook. Well, she heard of the petty crook Megatron then, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the golden disc theft was probably a big deal. The only other thing I could think of is if maybe when the initial call went out, Olin, yeah, there might have been information who stole it, and she might have oh, yeah, like, name from that. The, the distress signal were like the Autobots were the ones. Okay, the ones that we know, the Maximals that we know, are the ones who responded to it, but they were the yeah. closest ones. It could have gone to like everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also they. I mean, the whole thing was that the the uh the Maximals got sent back to the dawn of time because of the random transwarp drive bullshit. Uh, but if they were just if she was just exploring the galaxy or whatever, like it wasn't like it wasn't like the second that Megatron disappeared five minutes later he came back. Obviously because of all the stuff with Ravage and the Tripredicus Council and all that stuff Obviously, there was some time that passed. Well, a- after the after the the theft of the golden disc, but before Megatron returned. That's true. So, so I mean, I think it's I think it's perfectly reasonable. Even if even if he didn't do anything about before stealing the golden disc, uh, he stole the golden disc, and then people knew about it. Megatron stole the golden disc. <laughs> <laughs> I got nostalgic there for a second. It all comes back to that. Um, Botanica also refers to Optimus Primal by name without ever having been told his name. That's true. And, when she reformatted uh, him, the data went to her who reformatted her. Ah, uh, so this this upgrade was brought to you by... By Optimus Primal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An overhead shot of the Oracle's chamber seen during the fight with Tank Drone showed the drone t- to have run over the entire or- orchid of techno-organic trees. Yet at a point after the battle, Optimus and Botanical walk over to a bunch of still upright but withering trees that weren't in the spot in the earlier overhead shot. I think that was just them forgetting placement is yeah. all, which I don't really blame them so much for. Oh, oh, you know what I think? Now yes. that I think about it, remember when Rhinox used part of him his to help Air Razor come to life? Maybe that's the oh, same thing yeah. with, with this with Optimus. Oh. Hmm. I've got a fan, I've got a theory on on, Bacan- on Botanica's actual origins. Um, how she would know how she would know who, especially how she would know who Optimus is, and this also explains why her ship looks like it's uh, from 500 years ago. So, okay. so the Axelon. I mean, obviously the guys the guy's name is Optimus, and his head looks like Optimus Prime's head. So, well, not anymore. It doesn't. <laughs> well, yeah, the back. I mean. No, I'm talking about like this is pre Beast Wars, pre Beast okay. Wars when they're at the Cybertronian Starfleet Academy. Um, <laughs> he's a he's he's Optimus Primal is like a is like the 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 sort of um, class president overachiever whatever, and he ends up getting on the Axelon, which is the the ship that's got a transwarp drive. It's yeah. the best the best of the best thing. Now, Botanica, she uh, was uh, in a kind of a lower class uh, Cybertronian family. Uh, they were, um, you know, they were the five dollar toys, and um, 
and she but she worked her way up and she just barely got on this uh what I'm gonna call the crap salon, which is the like the oldest, crappiest exploring vessel vessel on Cybertron. Um I mean maybe Axel was just a really good vessel and she had a normal one. I just have to be the crappiest. Well, because because Optimus doesn't know who she is because she's just yeah, or I guess the normal one, but it makes it's mm. the story's better if uh because it also this is also going to explain another plot hole. Um, so she, she's on the crap salon, and they go to the the uh, they go to the planet where there's the the uh, plants, and somehow she does something really stupid and gets her entire crew killed because she wasn't she you know really she probably shouldn't have been in charge of a ship anyway, and then she comes back to Cybertron, and that's why that's where the rest of her crew went because they didn't get killed by Megatron. True. Maybe they died in a crash, but there's no bodies, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they, they stayed behind. Nope, they all died on the because of her poor leadership skills. She seems like she's pretty competent. She well, seems very competent scientist. I mean, Captain Picard is pretty competent in Next Generation. He still got the whole all the Stargazer people killed. Was it because he was bad or because something bad happened? It's never really that clear. Oh my god, we are so... We haven't even gotten into the episode yet. I'm just saying, her her whole team could have died not from her fucking up. It's because, like, something shitty happened. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, the whole... It's it's a whole picture. (laughs) Just saying, I think Batonica deserves a little bit. She's cool. I like her, by the way. She can prove herself to me. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where to go from here, but... Yeah, I'm just... So the last continuity I mentioned is uh, what happened to Bionica's crew then? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of dead plant matter inside the ship, which doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Oh. Yeah, that, that's it. They died in the crash, but they were all plants. So it looks like there was just plant matter everywhere. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, also got a bunch of other stuff too, so I'll try and get through them fast. Like continuity notes. Cybertron apparently has an asteroid ring. Which is what we see in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, Megatron's orbital defense system was alluded to in Descent, where it shot the Autobot shuttle out of the sky. Uh, Nightscreen wonders aloud if new arrivals might spread some sort of virus while glaring at Silverbolt, a reference to the events of last episode. Mm. Opt- Optimus insists that rather than overrun the t- technological with the organic, as uh, <laughs> the creature they meet fighters do, their mission is to achieve balance, showing yeah. that he's learned from his mistakes in Fallout. Yeah, I mean, we got that. We got that in Fallout. That he did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a continuity note. He's keeping consistent. Yes. Uh, okay. In this episode, we learned that Optimus and his crew weren't the only Transformers on exploration missions. Later, ancillary fiction, we refer to the Maximal Imperium as Cybertron's dominant governing state, suggesting that these missions were the precursors to colonization programs that never came to fruition. Uh, see, Cheetor mentions that Megatron was responsible for nixing their original scientific mi- mission, referring to the events of Beast Wars Part 1. And let's see, apparently Botanica, or at least one of her crew, c- can change her alt mode just from receiving information from a DNA scanner without the need for a CR chamber. This does tie into Night Scream's statement that stasis pods and presumably other external scanning devices were rendered obsolete in Survivor. Then a quick rundown of some gadgets and powers, like Silverbolt's throwing knives are curved in this episode compared to their straight blade appearance in Darkest Night. And <laughs> Botanica uses an absurdly powerful electric attack. Uh, which literally disintegrates uh, her enemies. <laughs> yeah. Where was that back when they did it? Yeah. Uh, 
and also that Batonica d- deploys a little portable lamp. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, Jordan. You know, Jordan. Thunderbolt's a great electric attack until you get ground out by a Marowak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I think it really depends on the the stats of the Pikachu. Because I mean, look at Ash's Pikachu. It took out of Onyx. Yeah, but it did have a spray going off too. Yeah, but there's been other times, like the first, the beginning of the movie, he, Pikachu basically took out two, uh, like two ground types. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyways, Transformers references, Batonda exclaims, thank the Matrix, a phrase occasionally used by Tigatron in Beast Wars. <laughs> um, we got only two quick real world references. One was the Monopoly one, which we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. And the other is that Night Scream at, uh, one point, refers to Silverbolt as Typhoid Mary, a reference to both the previous episode and the infamous real-life carrier of the typhoid virus. Yes. Not the not the Marvel villain? Daredevil no. one, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not that one. Um, so then we've got some, actually some pretty cool trivia here. Like, the planet that Botanica and her crew were sent to explore is apparently Planet Jungle from Mainframes Entertainment's other toy line-based cartoon, Shadow Raiders slash War Planets. It's in, it's in the same continuity, then? Uh, whether this is an intentional crossover or simply due to the recycling of backgrounds and animation models for budget reasons is unclear. I'm saying it's a crossover. It's fucking cool, then. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. Uh, you mentioned the Grand Malls, you know, being this is its only transformation. The destruction of Botanica's ship in the last scene is similar to Rampage's one at Star destruction of Death Charge's Starhopper in the last scene of Deep Metal. Uh, it's, it says, in both cases, the writers were closing up loose ends since giving the heroes access to a working spaceship would have derailed the story. Yeah. Uh, Botanica's pre-planned form, seen only in Shadow, is another reuse of the giant robot model from Reboot, which was previously used for Megatron's previous form and in a number of other places during Beast Wars. As used here, it has what looks like Death's Charge's head. Yeah, hmm. I could see that. Okay, so this bit of trivia I, I need to see again when, when it happens again. Uh, for some reason, Black Arachnia checks herself out after ba- Bla- Botanica gets reformatted. She che- checks I, herself out? Yes. She's like, oh, what's this new body I got here? Cool. But, I think that's what they mean. Right? Trap, no, 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 they think... It's all episode. She's like, maybe I look good today. Oh, Arachnia. I get you. Yeah. Something. Okay, I can stay. Okay. They suggest she's jealous, and I'm... I don't know, which is why I need to see the scene again. Hmm. Yeah, it has and then and then the last that. the last trivia bit on on the episode page is base is what as what Kendall said was the uh, thrust extending one finger while holding his other two, so it looks like he's flipping off to miss the bird. <laughs> um, there's actually like a couple of neat notes under Tonica's uh, information in the TF Wiki too, uh, and uh, specifically like there was two specific ones that I wanted to point out, which is that Botanica is a rarity in that she was a major recurring heroic character in a Transformers television show, but was apparently never intended to have a toy. Uh, most likely because said toy would be a nightmare to engineer, but despite not being meant for a toy, it was Hasbro that suggested a robot to plan Transformer out of a drive to do different things with the franchise. Hmm. Yep. And then, as I alluded to earlier, Botanica's techno-organic robot mode bears a striking resemblance to popular descriptions of a cryptid known as the Flatwoods Monster, down to her unusual color and ability to hover. I'm not familiar with it, but I'll have to check that out. Oh, it's uh, something, let's see, from Virginia, uh, Braxton County. Kind of like a 
it's it kind of looks it kind of has like some similarities to the Mothman stuff. Oh, if you know okay. That's like for some of the things there. Yeah. Or the what? What's the thing in Jersey? No, Jersey thinking, Devil. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't thinking else. I had a funny name. Listen to that podcast by Jesse Cooper for more on this. Creepy <laughs> <laughs> creature. Creeter. Was it cre- ah? Screwed up. I don't know what it's called. You're, you're the Jessica <laughs> super fan in the podcast, so. Anywho, we got an episode. Yeah. So, with this episode, we open up, as we were describing earlier, uh, in orbit of Cybertron. We've sort of got the planet, the sun off in the background. It looks very picturesque. Then we see a bunch of asteroids come into the screen with what appears to be an Autobot shuttle in behind them. There's a sort of like an orbital defense system that's shooting these asteroids, blowing them to bits. Some debris still manages to take one of the guns. Or, wait, was it? No, wait, it was the shuttle that takes out one of the guns, I guess. From the looks of it, anyway. The shuttle gets hit by another gun, and it starts a flaming descent. To- I was going to say, the shuttle did take down one yeah. of the guns. Um, we get Silverbolt, who happens to witness the uh, the crash, and we then cut to the Maximals uh, at at the Oracle, and we, the trees growing, or I guess wilting. Yeah, the they're wilting. They're not doing well. And Optimus is he doesn't appear to be doing his mission very well. And Cheetor, you know, tells him that he's doing. The- but Optimus is pretty, you know, beside himself. You know, possibly failing. Just died. On no. this episode. Oh no! Oh no! Switch to a different website. Oh my gosh, you guys! Yes, I figured out. I figured out. I feel like an idiot. I figured out why we were. I was having those audio issues earlier. Because uh, yes. I had you guys turned up too loud on my laptop. <laughs> it. Ha- so I yeah. I apologize, listeners, if the quality of the first part of this episode was slightly... You probably didn't even notice it. Never mind. (laughs) But the reason the clipping was happening was because it was clipping on my laptop, and then it was going through... And I couldn't understand why it sounded like it was clipping, because it was going through my my mixing board and it was like not totally clipping, but like a li- almost thinking about it. And then it goes from the mixing board to the, to the computer. And then the audio audio recording, it didn't look like it was clipping, but it's just, it sounded weird. Yeah. That's totally what it is. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> ah, okay. So getting back to the episode, I've got my pick back. Um, oh my God. I can't believe how much better you guys sound. Sorry. <laughs> It's like ins- it's insane. It's insane. I feel like an idiot. Not an idiot. You just got a little messed up with the thing. It's fine. <laughs> but yes. So getting back to the episode, we've got uh, Optimus and Cheetor are talking, and they're interrupted by Rat Trap, who uh, is like, "Guys, guys, you gotta get topside. We're getting a call." And so all the Maximals show up topside. They see smoke and fire billowing off, and uh, everybody's talking to Silverbolt, who's like, "Oh, so you saw." Could be other Maxwells. It could be other Transformers that crash. And Silverbolt's like, "Well, I saw a ship. There's no anybody there." And then Nice Scream is a bit of a dude, or at least for the majority of. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> he's always yeah. Like he's that. always a. Mer- 
Um, but yeah, they resign themselves that they need to uh, to get to the, the ship in case there are any survivors. And as we fade to the big giant head, uh, we've got we've got Thrust who um, he's using the Citadel. Now, the, structurally, the Citadel has like this sort of rampish spire. And so he drives up the entire spire so they can sort of be face-to-face Megatron's visage. And Megatron is of the mind as, you know, they need to check for survivors, and if there are any, to eliminate them. He he does not want any survivors. Uh, We get Thrust doing little bows. He looks off into the the billowing smoke cloud and... Um, and we then have the, the Maximals who are all running along this road and the, the, the way that the speed always changes, it, it seems like they're almost all going at super speed with these buildings flying past and then it'll change respect. It'll change like camera views and you know, they're, you know, running normal pace. Uh, meanwhile, uh, they're talking about how, oh, hopefully the, Hopefully Megatron and the Vehicons haven't noticed or anything along those lines, only to find out that, yes, they have, because a whole bunch of motorcycles, drones, and thrusts drive by, nearly run all of them over, but are sort of, you know, not paying attention at this Um Thrust does manage to send some of them back to attack the Maximals, though. And so we get a very... Well, the fight itself only lasts, I want to say, but they, they managed to take him out pretty handily and pretty quickly. But Optimus is like, well, they still managed to get a, a head start on us. So he suggests that they separate into group to try and get there quicker. Surprisingly, Silverbolt takes the lead and tells Night Scream that he's considered the two flyers. Uh, Black Arachne and Rat Trapper, or then Optimus and Cheetor will, will ground. And, and Rat Trap and Black Arachne are supposed to go under. So we get the, uh, the group's growing, going. Um, I think Black Arachne was a bit upset that she didn't get picked by Silverbolt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it makes sense why he would be like, let's get the flyers together, but yeah. Yeah. she just, like, wants to be her boyfriend, which, you know, you know I get it. Hmm. Um, <sighs> Night Scream and Silverbolts are flying, not too chummy, but then they're attacked by more jet drones. Uh, they do have a, a pretty cool moment where they're sort of like flying towards each other and slant, fly past each other, cause the other ones to crash. Uh, Silverbolt makes mention. Night Scream's like, yeah, whatever. And then we get a bit of, a bit of an eye roll from Silverbolt, <laughs> who looks more like Sam the Eagle in every episode. <laughs> His facial expression, like, if he could have given a facepalm there, it would have been perfect. Silver, their characterization of Silverbolt is weird. Because, like, in the first episode, it seemed like he was going to be, like, dark and brooding. But he hasn't really been that. But he also isn't the old version of Silverbolt. So it's just kind of a weird, I don't know. I I don't know. It it feels like you know what they're... It, it feels like the writers don't really haven't really decided what they want to do with him, or maybe he just hasn't had a had a focus since that first episode. But it just it yeah. seems like it seems like he should be doing being different. I don't know. It doesn't it just doesn't ring correct with me. I don't know. 
he's being kind of like hard ass, I guess, but he's also not doing much. He's like a little. He, he didn't give him much to do this episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's. I mean, maybe that's the issue. Is that the last two episodes he just hasn't really done that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but really yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the issue, but it just seems like it seems like his his character arc moving forward is like an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed and they haven't really meaningfully addressed it in the last in the last two episodes mm-hmm. since since he came back. But I guess we got like six more episodes, so maybe in one of those they'll address him. <laughs> Um, so we turn our attention to, to Rat Trap and Black Arachnia. They're running through this underground that are assailed by a couple of mole droves. Uh, one in front of them, one behind them. Uh, Rat Trap, of course, immediately knows what to do with one of them, uh, manages to get behind it and transforms and starts working to taking it over. Uh, the other um, one, I've, oh, sorry, go I've ahead. got, uh, I've got a little audio clip here. Um, there's a little back and forth that I thought was kind of interesting with, uh, Rat Trap and, and uh, Black Arachnia right before the drone shows up. Cool. After everything I went through getting him back, snubbing me like that with the nerve of the burnt brain. Cheer up, Legs. Hey, so Silverbolt's having a little trouble adjusting. <laughs> I mean, that don't mean the whole world's falling apart. <laughs> so, and then a wall blows out. <laughs> yeah. Like, calls her Legs. <laughs> it's like... It does, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I think that's funny, but it's funny because it's like it's like he's being sexist, but also she does have a lot of legs. Yeah, like it, it could come across as, as very sexist, but I'm pretty sure he's referring to the fact that she has multiple legs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I still chuckle when I see her run cycle as a spider. <laughs> like I think it's I think he's trying to you know the because he's because he's channeling that space New York accent. You know that's you know legs would be something that you would. You know that somebody from the 1920s would call their sex their their sexy their well, secretary. It, it, <laughs> you, you, you notice he's like giving everyone like nicknames this episode, like Flyboy Legs. I yeah. don't know. I, I think he calls ice cream something. I don't remember what it is. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it was, it's a uh, it's I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird th- it's a weird thing that stuck out, and I thought it was funny, so I laughed at it. Mm-hmm. Um. But the two of them managed to, uh, you know, dispatch the drones for a drone pretty easily, and Rat Trap takes care of the other one uh, and starts burrowing through the ground with uh, Black Arachnia hopping on. For the we then get Ox and Cheetor, who have made it. It's sort of like this warehouse district. I get, oh, mind you, everywhere seems to look like a warehouse lately. It seems. <laughs> um, but doesn't help that everything's abandoned. Either. Yeah. Um, but they are, you know, they had to film it on, they only had a certain number of sets that they could film yeah. on. So. <laughs> um, but they are met up with Thrust, who, of some tank drones as well. Optus manages to take care of one, Cheetor manages to hold off like three or four of them, but then they get, uh, Silverbolt and Night Scream who arrive and help take out the rest of them. Uh, we do get a pretty funny moment where, um, Cheetor is like, you know, he's almost like toying with one of the tank drones at this point. He manages to deflect shots that take out both of its... And he's like, thanks for the help, guys. And then he's got his back turned to it. It shoots, and he manages to deflect one while not facing it. So I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, the the rest of the Maximals are like, Thrust is going to beat us there. And they sort of 
look around, and then we cut to to thrust in his last remaining drones as they manage to get to door of the shuttle. Uh, thrust. He he taps on the door as if expecting somebody to open up. Taps again. A little, you know, a little bit more effort, and then just starts wailing at the control panel. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, like. (laughs) And as he starts wailing at it, the the ground starts to shake. Uh, The ground behind him falls away, and all of his drone out, and the mole drone pops up. It's pointed right at him. He manages to shoot it and blow it up. <laughs> Black Arachnian rat traps sort of fall on their face. We're like, hey, you took it out of your drone. But Thrust is about to see about taking a shot at them, only to have Optimus here behind him, who abruptly pimp slamps Thrust out of the way. Apparently, you know, needs to... He punches him. He doesn't pimp slap him. I didn't see a fist. It, lo- it looked like did. a slap. I, I, well, as we, as we as we mentioned many times with uh, him flipping people off, his hands are weird, so it's hard to tell. No, this is Optimus. Like, like oh, I'm sorry, like Optimus I'm, slapped him. I'm looking at the wrong thing. So I've been trying to. I feel like I feel like there's a setup. What do you do if waspinators at your door? That's a setup to a joke, but I don't know what the you know what the answer is. You know, pay him for the pizza. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. If you got, if anyone can think of a punchline for that joke, uh, possess him at Warren <laughs> Beast Podcast on Twitter or at K Hallman on Twitter. Um, yeah. Inquiring minds. Um. So once thrust is brushed aside. Optimus asks Rattrap to see about scanning for life. He says, scan for life forms, and Rattrap just goes to the door. Yeah, I thought he was going to put his visor down or something. That's what I thought, too. It's weird. He just goes to the door, plugs into it, and then it opens up. And, you know, everybody is looking into the shuttle, which apparently has a lot of vegetation growing throughout it now. And apparently I think it's a TARDIS because it looks a lot bigger on the inside than the... To me, anyway. That would explain why it's different sizes like other times, too. I suppose. There's like... One of the things was like there's inconsistent sizing. Well, maybe it's... uh, Yeah, maybe sometimes it's bigger and sometimes a little... It's it's like the Hulk. Its uh, size depends on how they need it to be. (laughs) Ah... But, uh, yeah, so the Maximals uh, start moving through the ship, manage to get to the bridge, and it's pretty damaged. There's still a lot of vegetation. There's wires hanging from the uh, There's a vine that shoots up from the ground, which freaks out Silverbolt. And he scream, He does, like, a, a little bird scream and immediately transforms. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what is that? <laughs> Night scream in his, you know, sarcastic manner is like, it's fine. <laughs> Silverbolt's like, I know what it is, but how did it grow so fast? Fucking Night Scream. Yep. With Dick. Uh, fair. To be fair, that is kind of a stupid question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not usually on Night Scream's side. But in this case, Silverbolt was being an idiot. Well, I mean, he, he, he didn't mean literally. Like you said, like, he, he knows it's, it's a it's, vine. <laughs> it's the usual thing when something just weird happens and people just, like, shout. 
Like, what the, what the heck's going on? Like, they know what's going on, or there's something like that. They're just shouting something to, as an exclamation. Okay, you know what? You know what went through my head when he said that? I was like, oh, Silverbolt literally doesn't know what a plant is. <laughs> like, that, I, that's what went through my head. So I, I was going to say the same thing as Night Scream to Silverbolt. So I, well, you guys are both a little well, bit. We're both a jerks. Little, little snarky, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's something that Cassie pointed out too. Is like in the beginning of the series, it's all like you have to find your center to transform, and he got startled into transforming into his robot form. Yeah. So like they've kind of thrown that out the window, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've, they've mastered it so thoroughly that it's just like second nature to them now, or some bullshit. Yeah. So. As Silverbolt then uh, reaches out to touch the vine, uh, we then get a plant monster from the ceiling bursting through the, I guess, air ventilation? So did anybody else think that this plant monster looked like a boss from Dark Souls? Oh, uh, no, not really. Like I think it's more a boss from Resident Evil or something. Or like I, an alien movie, something like that. I don't know. It very much looked like something from like. Yeah, uh, I mean, I still. haven't played Dark Souls, so I give an opinion. Just, on just I, 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 there hasn't Craig. really been any like I've never really thought a plant based boss except for like that tree in Dark Souls. So I don't know. that's why I don't really look at Dark Souls boss to me. But yeah, I think no, you're right. You're right. From the two times that I've watched my wife play Resident Evil games, I think it does look more like a Resident Evil thing. But I don't know, just like the way that it was like this like random thing that was a blob and swinging around and then, yeah, probably Resident Evil better, but I don't know. Dark Souls is one of the only video games I've ever played, so. <laughs> For sure. Um, so yeah, we get a bit of a, a struggle with the Maximals as they're getting, you know, wrapped up in vines. Uh, but isn't Resident Evil the Dark Souls of Resident Evil games? No. No. <laughs> no. Damn it, I lost my spot. Oh, yes. Um, Silverbolt manages to break himself free. Rolling my eyes. (laughs) Um, There is a cute moment where Black Arachne is like, ah, so this is what this feels like to get wrapped up by something. Like, I don't like it. Does she say that she doesn't like it? Uh. Thought she sort of alluded no, to she it. She just says, "Talk about getting a taste of your own medicine." Oh uh, yes. Uh, Silver Bowl gets the. Uh, so what you're saying is that she's a top and not a sub. Is what yes, you're exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, makes sense to me. Silver Bowl. Uh, Silver Bowl being a sub makes sense too. <laughs> um, he he uh, says for everybody to go for the torso. Um, he says that Black Arachnia zaps it and then he Silverbolt gets punched in the face by a vine <laughs> for some reason I don't know why I just found it so funny the first time I saw it I was like he just got smoked by a vine in the face mm-hmm. but, um, it seems to work though as the uh, the plant monster scurries back up into the vents um, everybody's left wondering what the heck that was so Optimus, uh, you know, checking out a piece of vine that's still there, and everybody starts scouring the ship. They've, of course, separated, which is never a good idea in these horrors. I don't know why they do it. So we've got challenge. Yeah, we've got uh, Optimus and Cheetor, who they see a shadow of it uh, down the hallway and start to pursue. It's gone by then. 
back into the vents. Uh, Optimus seems a bit curious about this as uh, Night Scream and Rat Trap are together. So it, it's almost like Scooby and the gang. Um, the the plant creature sort of drops beside them, runs away, and they're sort of. We've got Black Arachnia and Silverbolt, and Black Arachnia is <laughs> trapped, and we get Silverbolt who. I'm sorry, uh, I just, I'm just imagining Night Scream and. Um, and Noble as, like, Scooby and Shag. <laughs> Come on, Scoob! <laughs> that would be pretty Raw funny. Raw right, actually. right, Reem! <laughs> How would that work if they're, like, doing their, like, the customary running? Like, would 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 Noble transform to Savage, and then it would be, like, Shaggy and Dragon, like, running away from things? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah, no. Well, but, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Silverbolt uh, manages to pluck one of his wings and throws it to uh, just slice through uh, the the plant creature. Uh, causes an explosion in a wall of the shuttle, which causes the plant tree creature to escape. The whole purpose of them trying to track it down was to try and keep on the ship so that uh, it doesn't seem or it seems to have infested the entire ship. So Optimus is going to might try and start infesting the planet. So, way to go, Silverbolt, which is... But doesn't, doesn't somebody say, isn't that what you guys are trying to do? Yeah, yeah, Cheetor. Uh, Cheetor goes, like, isn't that what we're trying to do? Yeah. And, like, and he goes, like, no, we're trying to restore balance, you fuck nut. <laughs> well, much politer way of saying it. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. though. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, so... They they realize that this plant monster has an escape. Uh, Silverbolt runs outside and to see that it is uh, starting to go underground through the tunnel that was created by the uh, by the mold drone. So and obviously he's he he tries hurling a few more uh, feathers at it doesn't seem to hit it. He's not too happy with himself. Night Scream of course being a bit of a jerk still. Optimus tells him to shut it. He's <laughs> like Night Scream enough. Uh, and everybody is uh, going down the hole in pursuit. Uh, so they're headed through some tunnels. Right yes. Yeah, Thrust is like really close behind. Like he's even got a light on yep. on his head. Like how wouldn't they be like wondering? Gee, where's this backlight coming from? They they just got really bad perceptions checks. Okay. Yeah. Just chill. Everyone rolls a one sometimes, okay? Sometimes the whole party rolls a one. Yeah, true. DM's like, okay, I guess he just, I guess he just follows you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, DM, like, I mean, it's gonna be pretty crazy that now that the bad guys know where we are. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna recon that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That just ruins my whole campaign if they know where you are. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so the Maximals managed to get back to the Oracle and the Orchard. Uh, Cheetor immediately says it's going after the plants, or it's going after the core. So the assumption is that this plant is going to attempt to try and burrow its way into the core of Cybertron to try and affect all of it. Um, so everybody transforms and goes to face it. Uh, the the monster throws uh, a seed and vines start to sprout from it. Rat Trap gets wrapped up again. Uh, we then see sparks coming from this plant creature. You know, Optimus immediately and seems to realize, and he tells Cheetor, you know, hold off on attacking. Cheetor's like, why? He's like, I think it's, he's like, I'm going to reformat it. And everybody's like, reformat what? It's, it's already an organic. And as it's being trans, uh, Black Arachnia realizes, 
Or no, Rattrap says, well, that's not going to work. And Black Arachne's like, already, unless it's a Transformer. I got the clip. I got the clip here. Okay. And and just just to, I just want to say before I play this, up to this point in the episode, there was a very little dialogue. Like, I know that we've sort of like, I feel like our description, the description, the summary and stuff so far has not reflect, reflected how little dialogue there was, even for this show. Cause a lot of well, times the show has extended action stuff, but like it was very moving from thing to thing. Well, one thing that reflects on how little dialogue it has is that I feel like we're almost on the episode and we've barely been talking about it. Yeah. So, so we are, <laughs> if you, if you took out the, the 45 minute monologue that is coming, that's just about to come up. Uh, then we would be almost done with the episode. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, which I actually don't have a clip of her of her monologue because it was so fucking long. Um, but this is the that thing. Cheater, no! Big pot, what are you doing? Reformatting it. Are you out of your process? You can't reform. Are you out of your process? <laughs> Are you out of your processor? I didn't catch that first time. Yeah. You're a fan of that? Yes, I yes, I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. I just caught that you can't reformat a house plant, which is true. Um I had a house plant that was running kind of slow. <laughs> I um I I tried to yeah, I tried to reformat it. Try to defrag it, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I defragged it and it didn't really do the trick. So I was just going to fully reformat it. I mean, I stuck a flash drive in it to get my data out. And then, and then I, uh, yeah, I, I went to put the reformatting disk in and I accidentally chopped it in half with the disk because mm-hmm. a, oh, I hate it when happens. It mostly shattered. I think I probably should have, uh, watered it. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, but then it would have gotten in the disk drive. And, and it was short out. Yeah. <laughs> it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky. That those techno organic house plants are, are are tricky. Yeah. That's probably honestly, that's probably what happened to Botanica's crew. Is <laughs> it needed to be watered, but then they got the water into the technology parts and it shorted out. Come on. So anyway, yeah, right. so <laughs> Botanica gives a forty five minute long monologue. Basically saying that she was on a similar ship to the Axelon, but their planet was inhabited by plants, so they made their alt forms be plants. Can I just say that Botanica is probably my favorite design of a series? It is a pretty good design. And oh my god, Jordan, you're right. <laughs> what happens? Black Arachnia does check herself out. She starts looking at her torso. And then she looks back at Botanica and looks kind of pissed. Yeah. Wait, I need to see this. I'm trying to cut ahead to it. it it's right around the 14 minute mark. Okay. Maybe a, maybe a few seconds after. Yeah, she's talking. We then see Silverbolt who's saying something. Black Arachnia has this like a gape face and then looks down at herself and then back at Botanica looking kind of pissed. Does she think Botanica's hotter than her? I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe. It's a little weird. But yes, um, yeah, so. Botanica goes over everything that happened with her and her crew. We get a scene where we show a uh, DNA scanner spinning around. It scans a plant, and then uh, 
we sort of get like a bat lit, bat lit, back lit. I can talk really good. Um, back lit transformer and beam of energy sort of shoot. And then we see the transformers next starts to grow and sprouting vines. And, um, so yeah, everybody's like, Oh, so that explains a lot. And then, you know, attention turns to the mention of Megatron and how she's affected with the virus and how she must have gone. Her, her upper mental functions were disabled sort of into like a, a fight or flight mode at that point, sort of like a basic sort of survival mode. So that's why yeah. she attacked, which makes sense. Um, given everybody's history with knowing what the virus can do and what, uh, yeah, it does go on for a little while. Like we do have a bit of an exposition dump, I guess you could say. Um, it's, it's literally, I mean, I said 45 minutes. It's literally two and a half minutes of her talking. Yeah. I, I, cause I had to grab the clip of right before it. It was, yeah, it's literally two and a half minutes. It's, it's like, especially with how the pacing of the rest of the episode has been, mm-hmm. it just like stops the episode dead. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, it's not necessarily like that bad. It's just like, it's just like that is a weird choice. Usually they would kind of spread out those. Cause like some of my favorite parts of this series are the exposition dumps. Yeah. Because, because it's like, you know, like, like, uh, like Rhinox's monologues and things, but like, but like usually that would be spread out over like three little bits in the, in the episode, like one each, one in each act. But with this, it's like, it is just, she just talks that whole time. You know what I think would have been better if somehow we had it where over the course of them going through the ship, I would have elongated that part of the episode and had it where they were able to access like like logs from the ship. Oh, that would be super survival horror. Yeah, that'd be really cool though. If they're just like if they just found like logs of like them transforming into these like mutant plant things, and maybe yeah. that even is even the reason why it doesn't really work out because yeah. like maybe she wasn't like really built. Maybe they weren't really built to to be plants. But then mm-hmm. after like Optimus like figures it out by these like ship logs and like what happened um he like is able to reformat her and then the plant thing works because it's like a perfect you know techno organic thing yeah. that would have been really cool yeah. right you could like a cool, like, horror themed episode like you could you could even have the logs kind of imply that the that the plant that there's like a plant monster that's killing everyone yeah. yeah. Like, you know, right written to and then and then at the and then at the end Optimus figures out what what's going on and he's just like you did here. And boom, we there just, you we go. Just a much better episode. There you go, Kendall. <laughs> There's your theory about the crew being killed by her. Only I made it better. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm yes. you know, at least I had at least you know it works. I mean it it's got it makes more sense than um uh, some previous plan- fan theories that I've had, so. Um, but getting back to the episode, uh, as the exposition ends, we get the, the ground starting to shake, and more tank drones burst through walls, start attacking the Maximals. They're sort of getting overrun it by the drones. They're getting backed into a corner. Uh, Botanica looks, you know, sort of horrified as she's seeing a bunch of these plants getting crushed. Um... Night Scream is attacking one tank, but one's coming up behind him that he doesn't realize, and Silverbolt manages to turn him around and get him to shoot the other one and destroy it, uh, which 
Night Scream, you know, seems rather happy. Oh, he seems to take that as a good sign, I guess. And thanks, yeah, he's like, he's all like, yeah, he's like, hey, thanks, Flyboy. Yeah, it's a good scene. Yep. And uh, Botanic is still, you know, sort of beside herself, seeing these plants getting destroyed. Everyone backed up, and we then get thrust on the bridge near the Oracle, talking down at everybody. Um, and of course, Rat Trap has to say, you know, I hate to say it, everybody, but it's like we're trapped like rats. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and he's like, well, what, what do we do now? And Botanicus like stand our ground and we get dramatic transformation sequence. And she transforms into a, another robot plant lady because, because she still looks like a robot. She just looks like a more, a slightly more metallic robot plant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I like, I like her. Yeah, no, I like her design, and I like her forms, but they're like... I would have preferred her plant form be her robot form, mm-hmm. and then her legitimately getting a plant form. Yeah. Um, but she is a fucking badass, as we see, because she knows chain lightning. Yes. Yeah, because she shoots off the chain lightning, and it literally zapping every single tank drum around. It vaporizes them into dust. Yeah. And she kills like a hundred tank drones of one move, and it's like, whoa, OP. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we get Silverbolt and Ice Cream who look at each other, sort of like, oh my god, what the hell? And Thrust is mm-hmm. like, what the? He's, he's looking back and forth, he's like, what, what the hell? And then we see tanks just spontaneously combusting. Uh, Optimus is like sort of beside himself. <laughs> like, Botanica is like doing her best Dragon Ball Z sort of yell as she's doing it. Oh man, could you imagine yeah. if somebody had it done like the set, like dubbed over Kamehameha when she did? That would have been so, hilarious. So, like, I, I mean, well, I'm sure they'll, in some form or another, address this in future episodes, but like, if they've got her on their team, then they just win now. <laughs> yeah. So she's, she's a little OP. She's yeah. crazy OP. I mean, I thought, I thought she was gonna, like, I, you know, cause I don't know, I never heard of this as a character before. Um, I thought she was gonna, I thought she was gonna, like, die when she did that. Like, it was gonna be like a self-destruct type thing. Cause it sort of was, she was sort of being set up as this weird one-off character. And we already got all the, we already got all, all the, all the exposition for, a, you know, a season's worth of exposition from her. Hmm. So, like, it seemed to me like she could have been, like, she was very reminiscent of, of Transmutate in that sense, but, uh, you know, not as cool. I, I really like her, and I'm glad she's a staying as an actual character. Plus, we get another girl on the team. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculously powerful. And then Thrust is all like, you just made a big mistake. And then I can just see him, like, leaving and be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's basically but, what he does in the last scene. Yeah. yeah. No fair. Because, yeah. like... Because like he's like you made a big like what you guys are just you're just gonna kill them anyway it's gonna make a big fuck off thrust (laughs) (laughs) because he's the thing is thrust as time has gone on thrust has become more and more waspinator yeah yeah also I I do like uh uh Botanica's heterochromia yeah it's a neat little thing yeah yeah so some she introduces herself and I have that sound clip yeah I think it's coming up now yeah. you a tremendous debt of gratitude. Care to join us? I'd be honored. 
And by the way, the name's Botanica. This is a pretty cool introduction, albeit a bit she's, OP. But. She's got a bit of an accent. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. I'm not entirely sure either. I, I Eastern I, European? I, maybe. What? What do you think it is? European? Maybe. I got I got the sense of uh, either an African accent. I was thinking African or, too. Yeah. Um, but I also got a Star Wars alien accent. Mm. Like, it reminded me a lot of um, the Kaminoans uh, from Episode Two. Yeah. Um, we do get a pretty cool moment with um, Silverbolt. Like uh, Nightwing waves at Silverbolt as things are calming down. So they Black Rack is like, "See, you're making friends already." And he's sort of not like it really matters. And she, it's uh, like you know, you'll have to learn to you know. Yeah, stop being a fucking. You know, kid, yeah. stop it. It's like, you have to learn how to forgive yourself like the rest of us have. And she turns around and he's... If he had still been a bird dog, this would have been the point where he would have had that sad dog. You know, his his hair, his bun sort of lowers, his, his feathers sort of lower, and he looks a bit sad. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, as Botanica joins the team... uh. Optimus sort of lament, you know, the plants aren't doing very well. She looks up and sees one of the lights and hurls a seed at it, which sort of shorts out the lights. And then a new light uh, sort of activates and the trees immediately start to grow. She's like, you just need to know the right, what the, what the plants she says, need. She says, there we go. Now there are four lights. I, I was going to say... The plants- or uh, need a special kind of light, like not just any old light will do. Yeah, I feel like maybe they just don't know how plants work, and they had like fluorescent lighting, and she's like, "Guys, UV light," and yeah. she yeah. like, "Maybe UV light." That's kind of exactly what does happen. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But yeah, so yeah, we get uh, the sound clip that Kendall played, and that's the end. Oh no, wait, because after this, this is where we get the big giant head. Of the Grand Mall, uh, hovering over the, the shuttle <coughs> as there's plants that already immediately started growing, uh, around the shuttle. Uh, the Grand Mall turns into a dark side-esque ship and just the fuck out I'm, of it. I'm so mad this is the only time it happens because it was so cool. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It's cool. It's yeah. like, it's this, this is alternate form and, and he shoots fucking huge lasers and I'm like, oh shit, how are they even gonna fight that? And then, it's not a big deal. And the whole transformation is kind of freaky, too, because, like, the jaw on hinges, and it's almost Rubik's Cube-esque in how it transforms. That'd be a cool toy, actually, but we we talk about um, how, like, the the transformations of this series are all, like, more henshin-y, where they kind of just, like, morph rather than, like, actually shift and stuff like that. But this is, like, full-on shifting, and it looks like it could all work. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it would have been really well, cool to have a toy. Because he's a Viacon. All the, all the Viacons yeah. transform like that. Yeah, yeah. I know, but uh, it's just, like, I don't know, it's yeah. more, like, it's it's even more involved in the Viacons because the Viacons are a little bit, like, even when they're, like, uh, in their vehicle mode, they kind of still have their faces and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. We do get a pretty cute scene of, of Thrust. He's running over one of the smaller with his tire. He's like, wasn't fair. It was seven against one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I've got the, I've got that clip. Yeah. Oh, no, you said six against one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Play, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we 
affair. One of me, six of them. Seven. Now, as we remain static, the organics grow yet stronger. Clear this. The infestation must be exterminated once and for all. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> Megatron sounds like he has plans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah isn't like the next episode like a, like a three-parter? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if it's a three-parter or two. Uh, Spark War Part 1 to 3. Ah, yeah. Okay. Ah. So, like, shit's about to go down, whatever it is. And there's only so many episodes left, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, so, thoughts on this episode? Um, I like Botanica. I like her design. I think she's the best design in the series. Um, I don't know if it's because, like, we never got, like, a Beast Wars version of her to, like, compare it to. But, like... She just looks like a cool alien. Like, like I said, like both her forms kind of look like just robot forms because, like, she still has like an arm. She, she still has arms and a face and everything in her plant form. She just looks like a cool alien, like a cool plant alien thing. Which I and it's a great design. Like I like how she has um, like two forearms on both her arms. Like she just looks like a really interesting alien design. Yeah. And then her robot form isn't as cool. I'm glad that like she's mostly a beast form. It's fine, but it's like eh, whatever. But uh, I really like yeah, I really like the design. But like the the episode that we workshopped is way cooler than what we got. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, and I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the episode before we mentioned like how it could have been way better. But yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better writers than you <laughs> i wouldn't go that far maybe in this particular instance we we at the very least came up with an interesting concept because i don't know if you actually read a good script but like yeah <laughs> well i mean that's what we're, yeah maybe maybe the bits that marv wolfman did he wasn't as involved because he just did the he did he didn't like literally write every script he like did no. the big picture he did the book he wrote that yeah yeah yeah, he wrote the Bible. Him and him and uh, Mark and Luke and John. Yeah. <laughs> well, Job didn't yeah. technically write uh, the Book of Job. It was written by I forget who it was written by. I know, <laughs> but it definitely was not. It's not a first person account. No. Um. And anyway, that's Bible talk. Yeah. I. Drunk Bible Stories was going to be a YouTube series that I was going to do, but then I realized that I would be the only one that wanted to watch it, and I wouldn't, and I didn't want to watch myself, so. I'm sure someone would want to watch that. I mean, yeah. Drunk History is like a big YouTube channel. Yeah, it was It was my attempt at that, and I did a, <laughs> I got very drunk and told the story of Samson, oh and God. I think it got three views. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, it's, you could find, I think it's on, it's on YouTube, but you have to have the link to it. Like, it doesn't, uh. It's a private video. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, well, it's like you have to have the, it's not searchable. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, people out there, just type in random URLs on YouTube until you find, (laughs) no, watch my YouTube videos that I want you to watch. (laughs) Um, but. So I feel like this I feel like the second season of this show has kind of been struggling to figure out where it's going 
Like they kind of have at this point tied up all of the loose ends from the first season and they, and it's like still feels like it's kind of treading water a little bit. I could understand Uh, that. The new, the new characters I'm not the biggest fan of. I, I mean, we'll see about Botanica. Like I would have, what I would like, if you want to have an overpowered plant lady be your character, then have her have her have her beast mode literally be like a tree that like can't move and then and she like most of the time has to stay in that form because she's a chlorophyll based life life form which by the way is not a thing you don't chlorophyll is the is the food that they create it's not their they're not chlorophyll based so, yeah. they're still carbon based out life forms yeah but yeah. <laughs> which, which that's what she says in the says. Well, maybe they maybe they are chlorophyll based. Maybe all their cells are create create chlorophyll, so they're very highly efficient of getting I, nutrients from the from light. I don't think that's how that works. I <laughs> I I'm not a I'm not a scientist, and I did sleep through most of freshman biology, but I I do I do mostly mostly what I remember from freshman biology is is what osmosis is because you fall asleep and then you learn things by osmosis because you fall asleep. Look, it's a joke that people tell. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but I also kind of feel like this is the, this is, we're getting toward the end of the series. So we're going to have some big arcs, uh, where they have no reason not to just pull out all the stops and do crazy stuff. So hopefully that does that. And I'm also kind of willing to, forgive stuff so yeah we're getting close to the um we do have a, a news post provided to us by lady Jones as well jordan yeah we had two questions oh, so so we got our news post uh she goes on to say hey there beasties this episode introduces us to botanica a plant excuse me a planty flatwoods monster who has never gotten a toy friggin' transmutate has two toys i mean yes botanica's toy would have sucked but she should have at least gotten a weird club exclusive toy or something. I don't know. I'm she's sick today. Apparently, she doesn't have much to offer in the way of commentary. Trans, transmutates better than Botanica, for the record. Oh, I like Botanica more myself. Yeah. But I, I also I would love like a Botanica statue. Yeah, kind of thing of her of her of her plant form. Yeah. Um, she says, thankfully, uh, she hasn't contracted the hate plague. Uh, we'll get right to the hot, hot news. Uh, first up this week, uh, let's have a, that's what we call music minisode. Uh, Hasbro recently teamed up with Enjoy the Ride Records, Sony Music, and Legacy Record Recordings to put out the original G1 Nostalgia-rific vinyl. Uh, she does provide a link. Uh, first official release of the show score in any, uh, the 1899 album quickly sold out after its face on Friday, March 9th, that only a meager 2,000 pressings for three different varieties, Optimus Prime, Megatron, and Bumblebee. Uh, the 1,000 Bumblebee pressing were exclusive to Think Geek, while the 500 each of Optimus and Megs were only available on Enjoy the Fortunately for many fans, this release is exclusive to vinyl with... She's sure, uh, wondering why she's even bothering to report on this. Then if only limited release already sold out and there's a way to get it. Well, fortunately, Enjoy the Ride has announced they will be doing a second pressing and then you're going to get it. Um, yeah, me too, but yeah. I don't have, I don't have a record player anymore. I do. Well, I, 
at least I don't have an easy one. Yeah. It's somewhere under the aisle. My my wife inherited her grandfather, so I I have access. Um, Casey goes on to say, uh, no word on when or how many will be probing new visual themings. Uh, so for all you vinyl heads out there, keep an, an ear open if you want to get your hands on this for the first time around. So so just to be clear. This is this is the show, the soundtrack for the show. Yep, for the G one show. Yeah, yeah. It's so never um, been you released. Get, you can get the um the the movie soundtrack, the the nineteen eighty six movie. Yeah. Uh, oh. on Amazon vinyl thirty thirty three thirty three eighty eight, which that and it's less than that if you get it used or new offers. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah, that sounds. If anybody wants to buy me a present. <laughs> it's on your wish list. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, up next, we have a look at some hot new toy reveals from Toy Fair Australia. A trio of reach, uh, Power of the Primes, Inferno, Outback, and Cindersaur. Uh, Cindersaur is a Firecon from G1, where a trio of very simple toys with a sparking mechanism, uh, mm-hmm. similar to a lighter that shot out cooking sparks. Uh, they shared this gimmick with about trio counterparts. Uh, while this retool her gal, Dinobot Slash, sports a new robot mode head, actually didn't add a horn onto Cindersaur's toy. Uh, Outback, the retool of Titan's Return Brawl toy, uh, also notable his true name, Outback, after years of having to settle for bizarrely appropriate for an Australian review. Uh, Cross stakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but we have G Inferno, who isn't an ant. A fun reversal of the this Inferno is a retool of CW Hotshot, uh, instead of the other way around is off. In addition, oh, his, his color scheme as a combiner torso is an homage miner, who can be seen here next to the also unreleased G2, G2 little homage, actually takes us right into our next toy reveal, Power of the Primes revealed on VCon Tackle Network. Uh, Rekgar can be seen here by Luigi's playbook from the recent Nintendo. Being, Why is he gonna win? Yeah, being nah, a, another weird fan favorite brandishing a rose. Uh, this figure is a retool of CW Deluxe Class Group. This is the second time in recent that the two have shared, uh, with Rekkar also showing up in Combiner Wars as a retool of the toy line. Based on previous rumors that with Rekkar will likely be a Walgreens exclusive. One interesting thing to note is that, like Inferno, Rekkar's color scheme makes him perfect home on limb mode. With multiple figures on the way now at G2 Defense Sword, many are speculating that will sims into other characters with appropriate colors. Since Defense Sword unfortunately got left out in the cold, was doing special duo homage box at Superion or Bruticus during combine. Uh, she's sure lots of fans one get made in this more. Uh, she goes on to say personally, she think she'll get Inferno, but she. So um, I, I've been researching this. Uh soundtrack uh the cover's ugly (laughs) like i don't know you can get them on ebay for 150 bucks i looked at all all three covers the bumblebee one which is like the main one that there were a thousand of yes isn't that bad the record is like is like yellow with a black stripe on it that Mm -hmm. looks weird um i guess actually the cover's fine uh, but wait, but what's, I don't understand. I don't understand this. It's like, there's two covers. Yeah. Oh, maybe like one opens up. 
Because there's like a picture. There's one that's that's got the Transformers logo, and then a picture of the of the album. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for all three of them. Well, yeah, they've got a there's a, a jacket. Um, there's a single LP gatefold jacket with all Japanese catalog artwork from 1980. Okay, so that's oh, so that's the jacket that has the good picture on it. Yep. And then the outside is the ugly picture of the record. <laughs> okay, so don't buy this, guys. Buy the movie soundtrack on vinyl if you want to have a pretty vinyl record to hang on your wall because that actually has a cool cover and yeah it's like depending on the release there's some of them that are like 30 or 40 bucks and some of them that are like 50 bucks but like that actually looks cool so buy that (laughs) um plus the sound i'm sure that the soundtrack to the movie is better than the soundtrack to the show i think it was a lot more instrumental like more well i can't say but more more instrumental rather than a lot Hard walk. The show actually had a whole okay, lot of hard If I could just rock. get a super high quality version of da 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 da, I'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. The sh- the, the movie's soundtrack was fucking amazing, but yeah. the, yeah. the show is probably just kind of like I don't know, technically garbage. Yeah, that's <laughs> like like the. I'm sure that the music in the show is is more or less unremarkable for an for a you know 80s cartoon. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack for the movie is actually good. And you can buy different. There's various versions of it to buy on vinyl. Buy that because that's then people will think you're cool. <laughs> they will not think you're cool if you buy this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I usually don't care about this, but I have opinions about when it comes to vinyl records because I vinyl a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, first of all, an older an older record is always going to be cooler than a newer release, and it's just like it's just like and I'm not even saying like maybe pe- maybe there are people who already have the movie soundtrack because they're vinyl heads and Transformers fans but like don't this shouldn't be the first vinyl record you buy no especially if you're going to spend $150 on it oof all right um so the last item for this week uh is actually a bit of business news i guess you could Casey goes on to say uh last up this week things have taken a grim turn uh, the U.S. branch is now preparing. Uh, she does provide us with with a Bloomberg link. She'll shut down. Uh, she says, while there is a chance they could still find a buyer or readers, uh, the company is preparing for the worst. This would mean the loss of, excuse me, 15% of toy sales in the U.S. Uh, toys R Us have been partners of Hasbro for a long time, offering many exclusives from their Tormers. Even worse is the number of lose their jobs if this uh, Toys R Us Europe recently had entered administration that is currently seeking, while Toys R Us Asia is currently being offloaded. Uh, Toys R Us Canada, which entered Bank Trust USA, uh, has not given any word or any situation. And actually, that's something I've, we really haven't heard a whole lot about. Situation we've actually got a Toys R Us like where I live has really said anything. Frankly, the prices aren't reflective that they're being out of business. Still have everything jacked up. Um, she knows that she'll be sad to see Taurus go if it does. Uh, not just because of her collecting habits, but also her just a fun place to go and look around. That being said, Toys R Us isn't the only company. Uh, 
Uh, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner reached both the press and investors at UB Conference, explaining the company's strategy for the, uh, during the presentation addressed the dire situation with Toys R Us. That the first 90 days after the bank a hard blow, uh, Goldner said that they're to right size the inventory and that Hasbro will be catering as the impact this will have. Uh, that was going to be the last thing. Boyd, ending this on a down note, uh, she says, let's take a look at a quote from, from the same presentation to his recent Power Rangers toy. Uh, he says, let's start with the and the child. Of all, 20% of Hasbro's revenues are for older. So while kids may be younger adults want to say, and so both of those dynamics are people want to play at every age. Uh, the other important is kids getting older, younger just means they get to be they're actually exploring desires for things they want to play with. It's not to say they don't play with playthings. It's just instead of a non-branded plaything, they want a brand that's of it. That's why we reached out on the Power Rangers. And the Power Rangers will now have our portfolio because it's... And we know through our research, young children express a preference. We want to be with characters and stories that are... And uh, while a lot of that is just marketing jargon, <laughs> yes, but, um, it's good to see and hear that Hasbro seen and the broader appeal of the franchise and wants to work with... Uh, Casey goes on to say that she can't wait to see what kind of stuff, as well as the more franchise-wide Power Rangers. So that's all for this week. A question for us is, back to the Bat Family question, uh, even though they're from different mainframe shows, is Hexadecimal and Botanic also Tim Drake <laughs> yes. isn't tech enough for y'all? I guess Rat Trap is offered making the Bat computer. Okay, have a great week. Sorry in advance. She's sure multiple autocorrect catch due to sickness. Um, hope none of you get needlessly insulted by Ruth. So, somebody's paid two hundred and fifteen dollars for the Megatron var- variant of this ugly, ugly wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a news post that captured Kendall's attention. But also, and also, <laughs> if if you for some reason, because she said that there's going to be a second printing, right? Yes. So, yeah. don't buy this. Wait, wait for the second printing. Yeah, um, the when they first went on sale, they went on sale for like eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, the second the second printing is supposed to be sometime in the summer, so it should be soon. Yeah. yeah. Like it has at, at the time we're recording this, it hasn't been announced. But also exactly. there's there are multiple um listings on eBay that the best offer was accepted and the asking price was around a hundred dollars for the um Bumblebee thing. So keep an eye out and like be smart if you're gonna do that because man that is but don't buy it it's ugly (laughs) like Um, just pull the pull the audio off of youtube or something (laughs) get a get a dvd copy or a blu-ray copy of the of the show or whatever the best quality copy of the show is and pull the audio yourself like uh, (laughs) what were you gonna say i was gonna say because you because uh casey mentioned hexadecimal and reboot did y'all see that reboot trailer Yes. Not. I feel no, like I we should comment on it as a podcast. Yeah. <sighs> because we, we, have a, we have a big... Well, go watch it right now. <laughs> I'm going to record your live okay. reactions to it. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's, search, what's, what's it called again? Search for Reboot uh, the Guardian. Yes. Oh, okay, that's what... I was trying to remember what the subtitle yeah. was. It's going to be a, a Netflix. Yes. Uh-huh. Sounds good to me. Um, that's not it. It, it. it might sound good. I, I can't. It's gonna. Oh, be there's good. there's the I, I, I have contrary opinions to most people. I think. So should I should I pause the recording or oh, no, I haven't seen this. no? Okay, because it's gonna pick me up. I guess I can turn my mic off. Okay. 
Yeah, it's. Wait, um, I think I have seen this. Okay. Yeah, Kendall's gonna be quiet for like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did want to hear his reactions, but I mean, it's too bad. Well, we'll get the reactions as soon as watching them. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I can just wa- I can watch it as long as nobody else is watching it at the same time. Yep. It's pretty sure he's. Yeah, I, yeah. I have I, seen it in it, so. Yes. I. Mm. Room zero. This looks like, um, this looks like that show. Oh, totally okay. I don't know. No, that there's a couple of things it looks like to me. There's Kolioko, Power Prep, um, or the other ones. Uh, to me, it looks like of Persona a bit. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that looks like a lot of things. I'm on board. This looks awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah, that looks sweet. I will watch that. I, yeah, no, March thirtieth. I'll check it out because like, because I, I said I had a contrary I think it looks fine. I mean, it looks like a good Netflix kids show to me. Like it seems like like it's not reboot, so I get why people are upset because it's not reboot at all. Like the only similar to reboot is the fact that they called them Guardians. The symbols there, and they have Megabyte in it. Yeah, but other yeah. than that, it's a completely new show. But the completely no show it is doesn't new show that it is does not look that bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, so it, like... even, it even feels like I, I'm trying to think of it. There was like there was a show where people had to go. In, I mean, this is probably Super Cyber, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Superhuman Samurai <laughs> Cyber Squad. Oh, they, had show into, they had to like go into virtual reality and yeah. play the bad guys. Yeah, and that's Tim Curry was like, the voice of the villain. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's I mean, yeah, this looks like. Uh, yeah, and, and it's like, but it's also got that kind of like that Netflix edge, like it's actually going to have good acting and writing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think it looks like a pretty good kids show that's on Netflix. And like uh, I said, it's like kind of like Persona earlier because like, oh, there are a bunch of kids who go to the school and join a club that like kind of like makes them have to go into an alternate world where they can use superpowers, but they can't use superpowers outside of the world. And then they bring a companion from that world over, i.e. Teddy or, like, Morgana. And, you know, like... And, and I, I don't know, it looks the fine. Intelligent, bioconstructed teenage girl. I mean, it looks yeah. like it looks like a million other things that have existed. Yeah. But no, it absolutely. looks like a good one of those things. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, their I costumes look like... The, the, their costume looks look you know vaguely Power Rangers movie ish. They have the little the things with the like the Iron Man face thing. Uh, it looks like the the computer animation is going to be good, but not too good. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's got. Yeah, I think it's definitely got some potential. Also, anybody that I mean. Frankly, frankly, like, I mean, I love Reboot. I think, I think we all have a special place in our heart for Reboot. But it's not like it's like, 
the most objectively greatest cinematic achievement of our time. Oh God, no. <laughs> like I think pro- I would suspect that most people who are like the second when I searched for it, the second uh, thing was like reboot guard whatever the title is. Why this is terrible? Like that was the thing. It's like I would bet that most people that are complaining about it either they don't think there should be a reboot reboot period, mm. which I mean. Maybe there's may, – uh, which I don't agree with because I think reboot's a pretty historically significant thing and may as well, you know, may as well do stuff with it. And and then uh, – or there are people who have nostalgia for it that also haven't revisited it in however long. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm like totally – yeah. Like it, it also kind of reminds me um, – stylistically, it reminds me a little bit of the Death Note movie. Um, oh, yeah, it kind of does. Which which uh, I am on record on this podcast is really enjoying. Um, and also, you know, deviates pretty heavily from the source material. Uh, but but, well, but it was came out good. So I, I mean, like, it's not reboot. And I think it, I, I personally like they're just using the name. I don't know why. Maybe maybe mainframes animating the 3D stuff, too. Maybe that's why they wanted to use it. But like. It's not really reboot, but that's not a problem. It's just like whatever. It's something else, and that that makes it better. Like if they if they had rebooted reboot and like made a bad show with like a shitty version of Bob and Enzo, I'd be more offended at that than them just doing a completely different thing because it's completely different. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like you're saying, Emily, it kind of feels like this is come. Like it feels like it it would just be fine if if they would just call it something else. Like if it wasn't called people, people wouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, but I mean, the fact that there's the megabyte is mega. Like that that design looks like megabyte. Though. megabyte though. I mean, it, it looks is like mega, megabyte, but it, it, it is have, megabyte. But it's no, like, no. I was gonna say it doesn't have the voice of Tony J, so it's just not gonna be him. Yeah. Well, plus like like it's megabyte, but they could have just not had megabyte. Had a completely different yeah, character. Right. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> and also, we have, we've only seen the trailer, so maybe maybe the show has more similarities. Yeah, maybe uh, they'll run into Bob and shit. Like, who knows? <laughs> maybe they're yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Maybe they are because they're coming from outside. Yeah. Maybe maybe there are people that live inside. So, so, like, tell people who don't like know about the trailer at all. So essentially, it's live action with these high school kids, but they can like they find a secret room in their school that lets them get it, it lets them become. Like turn into data and go into the digital world. Essentially, it's called cyberspace or whatever. And then and then be guardians and fight off bad shit. And there's and there's like a hacker dude who's like trying to destroy technology, I guess, or something. It seems like like that's the, the hacker dude. Yeah, and mega and he summons megabyte. He's like, I control you and stuff, and I don't know whatever. And there's some government shit going on too. It's like yeah. that's a trailer. Like that's the whole trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're color coded and have like. You know names, and they can't tell anybody. And like again, like the the virtual, the, there's this like AI that's helping them that I guess gets a human body at some point, and is all like you know acts all Fish weird because water. she's AI, yeah. and, and her, her her dress looks a little bit digitized. <laughs> it's weird. The other the other <laughs> thing about it about something like this is even if it is even even if it is not literally reboot, they are clear by the fact that they're titling it reboot. They're clearly specifically targeting me. 
with the with the uh, with this thing. So I mean, there's a lot of things. Like this is true of the the recent Power Rangers movie. Like they're they're they were targeting me. They weren't targeting anybody else. They're specifically the I mean, you know, thirty year old white male, which you know I'm I'm a pretty sought after commodity, but I'm also kind of you know. I'm okay with be with being the target of marketing, and uh, you know, so probably it will be, it'll probably be a little bit more mature than if this was like literally made for five year olds. Um, but it'll also have some elements of, but it obviously has some elements of fun, has some elements of of camp, and to some, and whether they, and, and, and there must be some, there probably will be some. Easter egg references to some character named Bob or a null or them tapping a thing and saying reboot and it will push my nostalgia buttons. And that's, you know, that's what Netflix is all about. So, all right. Well, that's, that's our segment on reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's tackle those questions, Jordan. Then we should. Okay. So, uh, from it's certainly something at what is cosplay, at this rate, she's going to eventually have her name be, like, Dammit Hardison, I bet. <laughs> For real. Um, which flowers do you think are each of the BC's favorites? Does anyone else think that, that, that the image looks like the Yu-Gi-Oh card Lord Poison? And what songs do the BC sing at karaoke, and who sings Total Eclipse of the Heart? Oh, and oh, one- oh. I'm going to tackle that one first. Silverbolt uh, sings ta- sh- uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. So, Sorry, what was the question again? I got <laughs> uh, Which flowers do you think are each of the BC's favorites? Does anyone flowers, else think? Okay. Does anyone else think that the image looks like Yu-Gi-Oh card Lord Poison? And what songs do the BC sing at karaoke? And who sings Total Eclipse of the Heart? What's and the one, image? Hold on while I'm getting the the image for for you to see what the Lord Poison looks like. Okay, there we. There, didn't uh, didn't wasn't the question who sings Total Eclipse of the Sun? No, because it's total eclipse of the heart. I yeah. thought read the Rad Trap oh. sings total eclipse of the heart. He's secretly I... super into Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> uh, it looks a bit like Lord Poison, I guess. Like that's they're talking about Botanica's crazy form, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I could see why it would make your head go that way. I I, I just did not have any um, purchase with that particular reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Lord Poison looks a little more spiky yeah. and thorny than than what the baton. baton Sorry, did you say horny? <laughs> thorny. <laughs> um, as for the flowers that each of the VC's favorites, well, Primal's the flower that he got from uh, from uh, Dinobot in them. Oh yes. Um, uh, I bet Cheetors is a tiger lily. Yeah, I, I think I, don't I know, know much I about know, flowers, I know, to be honest. I know, I know specifically what uh, rat traps is, but I can't say because that would be too. I can only foreshadow. Oh mm. yes, yeah, I know what you mean there. Well, um, I can I can guess what you mean because I've seen some some like art or screenshots and stuff. But yeah, she didn't say total eclipse of the heart. Somebody said something about a total eclipse of the sun because that of was in my that was in little my, shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> um, I think Black Arachnia would be an. Oh yeah, that. Hmm. I think that would work. Bolts uh, or Night Scream would be though. Optimus would like roses. Night, I was, 
I was going to say that uh, night scream would be rose because I'm allergic to roses and I don't like night scream. <laughs> I can see night scream liking roses, but like black roses. <laughs> black roses are the best. Like my soul. Uh, um, Silverbolt yeah, would like roses because yeah. he's like romantic and shit. <laughs> oh, he would be totally like a mess. I could see him having a rose in his teeth. No, yeah. he is too... He is too... He's not suave enough to be... Mm-hmm. But he would try suave. Yeah, like, maybe. Maybe. I feel like... I feel like... I feel like he would know like the, that language of flower thing, so he knows what the colors and what flowers mean. Yeah, Maybe. I I don't know. I feel like he's more of a sunflower kind of person. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't know. Ray those are the time. only those are the only two flowers I know, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's so, uh, so you're either a rose or a sunflower. Not sure about other karaoke songs they would sing though. Yeah. Um uh Tito would sing like uh Nirvana. Nirvana. I would say Nirvana. Especially Cheetor from season three. Yeah. He's totally into grunge. Yeah. Absolutely into grunge. Um, <laughs> uh, Rat Trap, uh, saying it's the end of the world as we know it. See, I would have thought he would have sang some. Um, Rhinox would sing uh, What a Wonderful World by uh, Louis Armstrong, is it? Uh, that, yeah, Louis Armstrong yeah. is Louis Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, I, uh, hmm. Waspinator would sing um, All By Myself. Um, I, I don't know what, what song she would sing, but Black Rocky would do Joan Jett. Yeah, I could see that. She might like um, to sing I Love Rock and Roll. Or Ballroom Blitz. I bet I bet you she would like Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> Night Scream would sing a Michael Jackson song. He'd sing <laughs> Billie Jean. I think he would be singing uh, Lincoln Park. Um... <laughs> Um, what would, uh, let's see here. What would, what would, uh, fuck, what would, um, Silverbolt do? Fantasy metal? (laughs) Oh, by Bon Jovi? Song. (laughs) Um, we're, we're bad at questions, you guys. (laughs) Maybe they're bad. (laughs) <laughs> no, I can sing to these questions. No, um, erasure, erasure is all. We said a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Any um, other question? Yeah. What's the other question there? Uh, we got something from uh, Ryan Butson from the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentions I never would have thought of Transformers being able to use plants as alternate forms. I do wonder though. She mentioned having a crew, yet she was the only one who came off the ship. So are the rest dead? Yes. yes. We already answered that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something Even on our happened. own canon, in the episode that we would have been writing, the crew died. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs, but yes, she's the lone survivor. Yeah. All right. So that was all that Things we have for happened. questions there, Jordan? Yep, that's all for questions. Uh, any plugs for this week? Uh, I'll plug Game Apartment 1C again. Uh, Dan just actually started, like, made a Patreon page there, more of just so he can get uh, more ease of access of talking to people like what to put on and, and votes and stuff like that. Uh, I think if you just do a search on the Patreon landing page of like Game Apartment 1C, it'll come up. Um, and 
just a reminder, because I think it's going to be coming out the week that you, like, by the time you're hearing this, I think they're going to come out. Either that or it's going to be after this. I did some episodes of Alphabet Flight with Jesse Cooper. Uh, basically, it was a uh, mad month of, of sorts, or mad week. So, basically, all the characters started with mad something. Like mad thinker? Yeah. And I think that's it. Yes. Uh, you can catch me on other audio engine podcasts, such as The Home for Infinite Losers, Teenagers of Attitude, In Pursuit of Passions, and you can also catch me on uh, Twitter at This is Emeralds. Yeah. Um, you can find everything I do at candlecast.ninja. Um, recently, I've started uploading uh, some ukulele videos and such to my uh, K Hallman, K H A L M A N on YouTube. Um, also, that's my Twitter. Um, and uh, the Candlecast feed on iTunes. Uh, I've got a couple episodes of That's What We Called Music uh, that just, that just uh, came up. Uh, this past week, I did. Sorry, I did. Uh, I Will Buy You a New Life and. Uh, 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 Karma Police were the two were the two episodes that I put up. Um, uh, getting to getting to the end of Volume One, we've actually got some episodes recorded into Volume Two of uh, of now. That's what I call music. So it's it's all exciting and stuff. Cool. Um, as well, if you follow me on Twitter, Greg C M U L. Trying to get more active lately. Um, it's more often. Uh, of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Warren Beast, Warren, uh, Facebook.com slash Warren Beast Podcast. Or if you want to be old school and send it, uh, we still got an email, WarAndBeastPodcast at Gmail means. Um, so yeah, but another, of course, if you like hearing this, we've got a ton of other entries on audio mentioned, uh, in pursuit of passions, dude, let's place, totally reprise. Uh, oh, I'm going to be guesting on my next totally prize. I should say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, lots to choose from there, but, uh, yeah, another week down. So we've got, oh God, seven episodes left now. Jeez. Yeah. At least I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. Let's roll, folks. Wow, 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 wow.